0: Goosebumps number 47, Legend of the Lost Legend, by R.L. Stein. Finders keepers, talk about a horror story. Nobody loves a good story like Justin's dad. He's a famous writer and story collector. That's how Justin and his sister Marissa ended up in Brovania. Their dad is searching for an ancient manuscript called The Lost Legend. Justin and Marissa want to help, but instead of finding the lost legend, they get lost. And the woods of Brovania are filled with the strangest creatures, like hundreds of scaveling mice, silver-colored dogs, and terrifying vikings from long ago. Listener beware, you're You're in for a scare! (laughs) <laughs> Somebody's out there. Somebody or something. The saber's coming. Come on man, we gotta go. The saber's hungry. Stay out of the basement! I must have your beautiful hands. You know how much I love how I want my bride. And... <laughs> Welcome to Welcome to the Welcome to Deadcast. Oh, welcome to Welcome to the Welcome to Deadcast. Did you know that Legend of the Lost Legend is apparently one of the top 10 best-selling Goosebumps books? I tried to do research on that online, and I found out it was a lie, and I couldn't find the link. I think that it's got to be a lie, right? Where did you where did you read that? On, on the, the Goosebumps, Goosebumps wiki page. If you follow the link that was the footnote on the wiki page, it took you to Amazon, where they're selling that retro 25th anniversary tin that, as I said in a previous episode, came out on September 26th. Yes. And it's supposed to be five of some of the all-time selling Goosebumps books. Mm-hmm. So it's worded in a vague kind of way that makes it sound like Goosebumps is an all-time selling book series. But oh. Like, yeah, because the retro anniversary, 10 has why I'm Afraid of Bees and Legend of the Lost Legend Bees from the East and these books that I don't think sold very much. You know what I mean? Legend of the Lost Legend is, is a strange one because it's like it's the it's like a it's like the Lost Legend in and of itself because it's this kind of this missing copy that was never reprinted. I know it's such a strange book. Yeah, it's really weird. Hi, and, I'm Daniel Montgomery. Oh, I'm Matthew Scott Montgomery, and we just love Goosebumps more than anything, and that's why we just jumped in and went ahead and start talking about it, y'all. Let's talk about Legend of the Lost Legend. Do you promise? I promise. This came out in September 1996 1996 and if you're if you listen to last episode you know that there when was you do that voice who is that where does that come from I think it's I think it's uh, some sort of iteration of uh, uh, what's Quinn's friend from Daria Oh, Sandy. Sandy. Gee, Quinn. I'm surprised you're not at the planetarium with the Jet Propulsion Club, what with all your tutoring. Sandy! Shh! I'm trying to keep that a little quiet, remember? Say no more. As your friend and fellow fashion club officer, I give you my solemn word that your secret is safe with me. Thanks, Sandy. I will never tell a soul that you, Quinn Morgendorfer, are seeing a tutor. Quinn? You're seeing a tutor? Queen, I'm so sorry. I didn't see them sneaking up behind you. Oh, like, Queen? It, no, no, it's, um... Because I was re-listening to um, our ep- some of our ep- Halloween episodes to get in, getting in the mood, and I-, I hear you do that voice a lot, but I don't know where it's from. I think it's a combination of that, plus uh, Judith's line in... Judith. Um... Uh, Oh. Be careful what you wish for when she says that's cool. Oh, okay. Got and it. I think it is there's also something else in there. I'll think about it next time it comes think up. Think about it. So, anyway, if you remember last episode we mentioned that there was a trading card that was in uh, how to Kill a Monster, and there was a Legend of the Lost Legend trading card in there, which I think is interesting because it gave you quite a sneak peek into the book. Before it's a little it bit out. spoilery, but since it was released in the book a month before this book came out, I feel fine with sharing the spoilers that are in the back of this trading card before you listeners and readers who I presumed have not read Legend of the Lost Legend are going to hear about it. I truthfully barely remembered Legend of the Lost Legend. It's one of the ones I've read the least. I've only read it one. I've read it twice now. Um, so here's what the trading card says. Cool. Um, well, maybe we should talk about the cover of the book first. Sure, if you'd like. Yeah, because on the trading card, the front of the trading card is the is the cover of the book, and so mm. let's just like break down the. Tell cover me of the, the book. colors of the book. It's it's like a minty green and a milk chocolate. Yes, and on the cover of it is an angry ass Viking woman. Sure. Um who will later learn is Ivana. Ivana. Yeah. Ivana? 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 I I I I don't know. We'll just say it really fast. Ivana. Um and she is she's pissed and she's crossing her big muscle arms and her tree trunk thunder thigh legs which if that sounds like shade girl I wish I had those. Um she has one leg on top of a silvery um by the way the more that I reread these Goosebumps books and Aral Stein books, as much as there are like redheads and things that are ding, 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 silvery is something we should have looked out for. Arlstein Stein loves to describe things as silverly, non-stop. I know, I love anyway, it. Anyway, so there's a silvery trunk that she has one leg up on, and she's in a wintry forest surrounded by snow. So um, the back of the trading card says... Number 47, starring Justin Clark, our, na- our narrator. Can he's... I point out that I know someone named Justin Clark? Do you really? Yes. You oh, know. yeah. Yeah. That's right. Hey, Justin. He's, so not, he's not listening. Clark is spelled differently. Um, That's true. Justin Clark, our narrator. Our narrator. I still have a hard time saying that word. Our narrator. He's got one wild imagination. Marissa Clark, Justin's whiny sister. Richard Clark. He's a world-famous storyteller who's also Justin's dad, but not Marissa's dad. Why don't they point that out? I don't know. Silver Dog. A real furry messenger. He's got one blue eye and one green. Setting. The middle of a dense forest in a tiny country called Bravania. The Real Deal. Here's a quote from R.L. Stein. I got the idea for this book when I was lost in the forest. I wandered for days. I couldn't find my direction until I remembered the rule about moss. Do you know which side the tree moss grows on? The outside. I'm still lost. (laughs) Robert. Comedy writer, joke writer, that's what he wanted to do. (laughs) That's pretty funny. So the book starts off with Justin. Justin who th- I think that's where that comes I think that's where that comes from I think I can I think I can Justin is 12 years old like every solid Goosebumps protagonist and his sister Marissa is 11 years old like every solid Goosebumps protagonist's brother or sister and they are in an this icy t- start off the book in an icy tundra on a dog sled and I'm like what, what is, is this? this Abominable Snowman of Pasadena tundra but something that I thought was interesting th- is that this book star- is in third person starts off in third person yes so but it's, I, it's not- I remember the big fake out of the opening don't did you i did not i did i 100 did look at me wow you look great wow i'm impressive so they're like oh no we lost our dad where's our dad we're stuck in the icy tundra and i'd like to point out that justin is described as big and athletic Mm -hmm. and marissa is tiny with red hair and lots of freckles Ding, ding 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 justin's like hey we should go looking for him and Marissa's like, maybe we should stay put. Justin's like, no, let's look. And he calls out, mush, mush, to start the sled dogs. And they pull so hard that Justin falls off of the sled. Oh, no. And the sled is, like, rocketing forward, and he's chasing after it in his snowshoes. And Marissa is screaming, help, help me. This is a pretty intense, bleak, terrifying way to start a Goosebumps Mm -hmm. book. Agreed until the dog sled s- suddenly stops and stops in front of a perfectly circular pool with a blue sea lion sitting on a chunk of ice in the middle of it. Now, get this work! And they're like, Oh my goodness! Justin manages to catch up and says, Oh my goodness, that's what dad was looking for uh, the elusive Chantous, the elusive blue sea lion. <laughs> And there's only one, there's only one on the planet. And then as they're, as they're freaking out, they hear cracks and cracks and rumblings and cracks. And the ice below them starts to break to reveal that they were just standing on frozen ice on top of a big ocean and they bob off, bob off into their doom. Cut to it's actually Justin and Marissa's dad telling them this story. And now we are in first person. Uh, Just kidding. It was a story. And Justin and Marissa's dad is a famous story collector and teller. There are some. It doesn't really go all the way. Uh, Sometimes there's some really fun stories within Goosebumps books, like The Headless Ghost or Ghost Camp. And these have a couple kind of spooksy stories, but I wish they took it even further. Well, you'll hear them. All the people that wrote it. So, their father's name is Richard Clark. He is... Richard, Angela. He's published 10 books of just collections of stories. And he has taken his uh, children... The He's small, taking his children. To the small European country, a fictional country, of Brovania to find the Lost Legend, which is a vague 500-year-old manuscript that apparently sits inside a silver chest. No one knows where it is and no one knows what it says, but it's worth a fortune. They know it's worth a lot of money. This and whole book is just about finding the Lost Legend because then they'll be rich and famous. Pretty much, Yeah. Yeah, but... but but if you really think about it, it, doesn't make much sense. Well, I mean, it, Richard Clark is a famous story collector. So if this is the hardest story on the planet to collect, I understand why he would want it. But I also, I also understand why he'd want that fame. Yes. So they're in a tent, by the way, in the woods. And they're, like, getting into their sleeping bags. And as they do, Justin accidentally knocks over a lamp and the tent sets on fire. I kind of had to read this twice because I was like, did that really just happen? It did. It's not even a fake out. And the dad, Richard, gets up and stops it and says, oh, you guys, that's it. You've been no help this entire trip. And there's some line about... well Marissa's like What do you mean And Justin's like We've tried We tried to get you firewood We didn't know where to get firewood And, and the, the dad's, dad's like, like You don't know where to get to wear firewood We're in a forest He's like I'll tell you where to get for firewood and On the ground You've been The two of you have been no help You've been a big disappointment Good night And then he rolls over And goes dead asleep Appa- Sorry, I was sleep. Apparently, their dad is a very heavy sleeper. Such a heavy sleeper. That such a heavy sleeper that Mr. Clark doesn't hear that loud, menacing howl that comes right outside the tent. But Marissa and Justin hear it, and Justin's like, It's a werewolf. And they go out to investigate into the deep blue mist of the night, and they see a werewolf. No wait. It's a big, tall white dog looking Dumb, silver in the moonlight. Dog. Why are you following me? <laughs> I feel like I sing that every time there's a dog in any Goosebumps book ever. It's nary a day passes by that I don't sing some line from that song. Some line from Annie, or some line from that song. From that song. Dum, dum. How's about letting me be? And they said the dog looks like a big old sh- shepherd-type dog with one brown eye and one blue eye. I saw his brown eye winking up at me. <laughs> Very friendly. And Justin steps out of the cold and pets him. And Marissa's like, what are you doing? That dog could be dangerous. And she's like, Justin, don't you remember? Don't you remember that story that Zad told one time? The story kind of really... Janie really creeps me out. I wonder if she'll grow up to be a total nutcase. That was just me quoting Harry the Spy for literally no reason. I want to I wanna tell this story real fast. Yes. Yes, please. She, Marissa says, remember... The story that dad used to tell about the ghost dog, the dog used to appear outside someone's house. It was such a cute little dog, very sweet and cuddly. It would tilt its head up toward the moon and let out a ee, ee sound as if it were laughing. ee, 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 The dog was so cute, people had to come out and pet it. And when they did, the dog would start to bark. It would call its ghost dog friends. And the friends were mean and ugly. And they would circle the person, circle faster and faster, and then gobble the poor victim up. And the last thing the victim would see was the cute cuddly dog tilting its head back laughing laughing at the moon don't you remember that story don't go out and pet him <laughs> justin's like what are you talking about It's i thought friendly. that story was kind of fun i thought it was kind of fun-ly, fun too it was kind of funly it was kind of bigly it was kind of chunly so they noticed that the dog has a leather collar on it hidden under its silver skin and a fur silvery Ding, ding ding there's ding, a ding. handwritten note tucked under the collar and it says I know why you're here. Follow Silver Dog. And they're like, oh my goodness. And I'm like, the moon must have been pretty bright for them to be able to read that note with no light. Moon. The moon is always brighter in books. Yeah. And they read the note and think, wow, this person knows that they're here for the lost legend. So they go to wake up their dad, but as you know, he's such a heavy sleeper. In they fact, can't wake him up even when they pound and pound on his face. And Marissa knows the only way to wake her daddy up is to tickle his beard, but even that doesn't work. Sick. So they're like, whatever, we can't wake him up. We'll just follow him in the middle of the night in a country where who knows what language they speak. Yeah, and who knows what brovania is. So they get dressed, they follow Silver Dog through the woods, and Marissa's like, I don't know. She says, remember the story Dad tells about the forest imp? The imp puts out a trail of flowers and candy in the forest. And when children follow the trail, it leads them into the pit with no bottom. And the kids fall and fall (laughs) for the rest of their lives. Do you remember? (laughs) Marissa, get it together. (laughs) Justin's like, yeah, but like, what are you talking about? Legend of the Pit with no bottom. Same... Justin's like, all right, maybe we shouldn't go off without Dad. You're right. We should probably just stay here and not find the lost legend. And we'll probably never find it. But you're right. We shouldn't go when it's clearly right in front of us. You're right, Marissa. We'll stay here. And that's the end of a chapter break. And then the next chapter begins, and they're following Silver Dog through the woods. And Justin's like, I knew my reverse psychology would work on Marissa. Marissa's such a redhead and has red hair. And Marissa apparently was like, what, are you crazy? We've got to go follow him. Let's go. Bitch. And he was like, yes. But they realize that they've lost him in the woods. Oh, no, we lost Silver Dog. But then they hear a bark and hear the cracking of leaves, the mm. crackling of cracklings. And they can't see him, but they follow those sounds through Thicket's Ouch. Thick thickets and through thick thickets. thickets and thinnets. And weeds. And they hear the flapping wings above them. Could it be bats? No, please, anything but bats. And they can't even see three feet in front of them because it everything is so thick. But they could read that letter And they push through two bushes into a clearing And they see that, oh no, it's not Silver Dog they've been following They've been following a deer, Silver Deer They've been following a stag They've been going stag Oh no, stag They're like, oh no, we're totally lost They hear barking And they're like, oh, wait, that silver dog, we probably aren't lost. And they run toward the barking, and they run until the ground opens up before them, and they fall and fall and fall, and (laughs) And Justin literally screams out loud the phrase, oh, no, it's the pit with no bottom. And then, you guys, here we go. Justin lands hard on his elbows Elbows and and knees. knees. Ow! Ow, my freaking ears and um, his face his his face hits wet dirt a bottom he says out loud a very hard bottom see i thought about this for a long time and then i thought about what was happening in the story and i thought about how Justin, if justin falls down the pit with no bottom and lands hard on his elbows and knees you know what that gets you two broken knees and two broken elbows well, they realized that they didn't fall down a pit with no bottom. They had just stumbled over a very short hill, maybe three or four feet tall. Oh, 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 okay. Oh, sure. A very hard bottom. Mm. And Marissa's like, wait, what did you yell out loud, Justin? Just this, oh, <laughs> nothing. I was just screaming and they follow silver dog to a clearing with very tall grass to, l- it leads to a fairy tale cottage hey come along and have some fun wow in a world of fairy, fairy tales, tales. And this cottage is only a few feet taller th- taller than them. it has got a red slanted roof with one narrow door and a window and a stone fireplace next to it. It's super cute is what I'm trying to say. Same. And Silver Dog happily trots into the cottage and they follow him in. And they step inside and they see that there's a pot on the stove. There's a candle on a table. And there's a woman that comes out of the back room. Cool, cool, cool. This sounds good. A very large woman wearing a long, flowing gray dress. She had flashing bright green eyes. Blonde bangs fell across her forehead and long braids hung down the sides of her round, cheeked face. She wore a helmet over her head. A cone-shaped helmet with two horns poking up from the sides like a Viking from long ago. Or someone in an opera. Her arms were big with powerful muscles. She had sparkling rings on every finger. A round, jeweled medallion swung heavily over her chest. This is... This is... Ivan. This is Jevon. And she she yells at them. I've she goes, caught I've you. I've caught you. I've caught you. And, and lets, she lets out an ugly cackle of triumph. And then that cackle turns into a cough, uh, and into a <laughs> laugh. <laughs> and she says, "I was just joking." Her brown, her green eyes flashing and dancing beneath her helmet. She's like, no, 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 I'm going to help you, not trap you. She says, I know everything that happens in the forest, as she fingers her medallion. She says, her name, my name is Ivana. And she says, you know what that means? And they say, no. And she says, neither do I. Uh-huh. <laughs> now sit down and have some hot soup. Ooh, that sounds so good right now. I know. Why do we only record when we're so hungry? Should we have hot soup for our Goosebumps party? No. So Marissa and Justin decide, to, they're like, all right, we'll stay. And we'll sit down and have some hot soup. And she was like, it'll warm you up and help you get ready for the test. And they're like, Okay. And the soup is really great, and then as they eat, Ivana kind of stares at them, and her eyes widen and screams, No, wait. You haven't eaten any of it, have you? Please tell me you haven't eaten it. Please. I just remembered, it's poison. Uh, no. Then she says, I'm just kidding. And they're like, wow, we really fell for that. But she goes, no, but but before you eat, let me take a look at those chicken noodles I made. I have to read the noodles. You see, your noodles foretell your fortune, and I need to read them. And she says that she knows, she says she re- She reads the noodles and says, I know what you're after, and I can help you find it. But you'll need to take the test in the morning first. Their survival test. She says, it's easy. The test is totally easy if you survive. And then she says, she's. They're like, are you joking? She goes, No, I never joke. I never joke in the fantasy forest. So welcome to the fantasy forest, everybody. castles wait for you. Come along. Come along. She just joked twice with them though in the fantasy forest. Yeah, but like, you know. So the door bursts open, icy cold wind blasts in, and this wild black creature sort of scrabbles in on all fours, snarling with bulging black eyes, jagged teeth, and he tries to attack Justin. And he bites Justin's leg. Ouchie. And Justin's like, what are you doing? He notices that it looks like a human, but it's just a human covered in black fur. And Ivana's like, Luca, Luca, get off, Justin. He's... Oh, don't mind, Luca. He's a good boy. I'm not sure what he is, but I know that he was brought up by wolves. And then Lu- Luca... I said Lufa. Luca sniffs both Justin and Marissa real good. And Ivana's like, get off them. Get off of them. And he'll calm down when he gets to know you. And Ivana's like, he's going to be your guide, and he will help you in the fantasy forest. Now come. Come to this small room in which there are two cots to sleep. And she says, you must, you must get your rest before the test. And, you know, you'll be able to, if you pass the test, you'll be able to get the lost legend and surprise and impress your dad. And Justin is like, cool, cool. And Marissa's like, that sounds great. We won't go back to the tent. We won't tell our parent, our dad, where we are. We'll just spend the night here. This is cool. And so they, I don't know, spend the night there. Uh Uh-huh. And Justin wakes up and he realizes he's not in the cot. He's not even inside. In fact, he's outside naked in the grass. Wow, this is a lot like not a lot like, but it's the similar like kind of foresty fantasy vibe as like the beast from the east. Yes, very similar. It, he's also not naked. Yeah. And they're like, oh no, is is this the test? Has the test started? Marissa? Marissa? And Luca appears hopping around like a rabbit but kind of, when he stands he looks like a human he's just very strange and he's like oh he luca's my guide where's marissa where's marissa marissa appears and she was like uh, uh, yeah i just woke up out here too this is crazy they see two black backpacks that are empty and they grab them and they run off like after luca you know here fall. we go here here we go i guess uh, how are you guys hungry did you did you have your morning piss so they follow him through some prickly leads. Lee, how about weeds? How about that? And cash these, me outside. These yellow-leaved bushes to, they, to come to this crunchy clearing. Tecumseh. And this clearing is filled with what looks like huge walnuts. And they, they make... Should we serve huge walnuts at the Goosebumps party? Yeah. A very big squirrel appears in the clearing. And by a very big squirrel, I mean the size of a dog appears uh-huh. very beast from the east and and Luca goes tearing off after the squirrel Through these all these white-trunked trees that are all very tightly sort of clustered together, and they're like, "No, Luca, wait, wait! Don't run after! Don't run away! We we need to come." Uh, And And so they try to catch up with Luca, but these like tall white trees are so close to each other; it's hard to run between them because they're such they're so tight. In fact, Justin tries to run through two of the trees, and his backpack gets caught on one of it, and Luca's long gone. He's like, "Oh, darn it!" And Marissa's like, "Oh, what are we gonna do?" Marissa sees that there's a note in Justin's back pocket. And it says, kids, whatever you do, don't go out into the swamp. Kind of. It says, dear kids, keep Luca with you, and you will pass the test. Do not let him out of your sight. Be careful not to lose him, or you are doomed. Oh, no. Ugh. Shit. So they make their way back to the clearing. So like, well, maybe we can just wait for him here. He'll probably come back. Yeah, I And Justin's like, Luca. no, we're totally doomed. And as they're standing in that clearing, they hear all these cracking noises. Yeah, poking out like their back broke. Cracking and snapping, absolutely coming from everywhere. Crack, and they realize crack, crack, crack. It's coming crack, from the crack, walnuts. Crack, crack, and they realize, crack, oh, no, wait, crack, these crack, aren't walnuts. Crack, crack, these are crack, crack, crack. eggs. And they, this is so weird. So out of the nuts start, appears creatures with tiny black eyes, spindly legs, twitching black noses, gray fur. It's mice. Hundreds <gasps> and hundreds of mice start cracking out, breaking free from those walnut eggs. Squealing just like the laughing dog and they try justin and marissa try to run but there are thousands of mice so they literally can't move and justin ends up falling over and the mice start crawling under his sweatshirt on his legs snapping and biting his naked skin and his like pulling on his face and his ears and it's absolutely it's pretty terrifying it's really fucked up it gave me a real twiggle Justin says, I could feel a bunch of them crawling over my bare skin under my sweatshirt. Another sharp bite made me cry out and I dropped face down on the grass. More mice! More, more, more. And he says, the squealing chattering mice swarmed over me, holding me down, prickling me, scratching me, biting me, until I couldn't move. Until I couldn't breathe. (laughs) And he grabs one and squeezes it and that tiny little mouse lets out a soft moan (gasps) and goes limp. And he was like, Jigga what? And he realized that there's like a hard lump on its chest. And they're like, wait, there's an on-off switch on these baby mice. And when you squeeze their, the bump on their chests, it turns them off. And they're not real mice. They're robot mice. Um, when I think of Legend of the Lost Legend, the first thing that I remembered was these tiny mice with the bumps on their chests that were on-off switches, and they were robot mice. They got the pumps and they bump. Yeah, pumps and they bump. And so Justin says to Marissa, start squeezing their buttons. Turn them off. Squeeze their chests. And they start feverishly pressing mice chests until they... Turn off. What? And th- then they're not so precious about moving because they, they, they're like we can stomp on them because they're just they're just robots. So we can just run through them. And Justin stops for a second and is like, I'm gonna just put some in my backpack because they'd be cool to use to play pranks. Yeah, that'd be a cool prank. <laughs> so they run through that white tree for us as quickly as they can, and they're running and running and running so fast Justin runs face first smack hard into a tree. Ow, my freaking face. And he's, he's so hard that he sees red and yellow stars in a pure white sky. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. Wow. And he's hit that tree so hard that it starts to crack and fall over, and the tree la- falls over and lands on top of Marissa, killing her. Oh no, it kills Marissa. It crushes Marissa. Guess she didn't survive Fantasy Forest. <laughs> And Marissa from under the tree goes what happened and sort of just throws the tree off of her and as she does it kind of crumbles and they realize that these aren't real trees they're made of plaster soft plaster Justin Marissa's mom made it from made it of plaster of Paris because she loved them these trees are a symbol of love and they're and they're like these are fake trees and they start having such a great time for a moment and start knocking over trees because they're all they're knocking fake. over trees they're turning off mice it's- fantasy forest this is a place for where- so Marissa's like knocking over trees and Justin goes, no, wait, don't knock over that one. But she accidentally does. And he's he, the reason he said that was because that tree is full of bats. No, please. And the bats fly up in the air, swarm around them and are about to kill them. Bats are in every Goosebumps book. Bats are in every Goosebumps book. Silvery redheads. Until they are stopped. The bats are stopped in their their air tracks by a loud boom and then another loud boom boom like thunder and the bats go scattering and justin's like i don't know what that is but to me it sounds like a giant creature walking towards them through the woods huh are you sure it's not a heartbeat thump from underneath the ground you're standing on my chest you're standing on my heart thump. they feel a dark shadow come over them and they're like i'm not even gonna look to see what that is we just gotta run So they run and run and run, and the booming becomes louder behind them and bigger and faster, and they realize that it sounds like there are two creatures after them. No, please. Until they get to the edge of a very small, shallow stream, and they say, oh no, we're stuck, what are we going to do? And I thought, how about you run through it? Yeah, how about you cross the stream? How does that sound? And they're like, oh, oh, I guess we'll have to cross it. And it comes up, you guys, it's so deep, it starts to come up to their shins. No, please, please. And it's cold and it's soft at the bottom. And it's so soft that they start sinking and sinking and sinking deep into it. Oh, no. And they see a plug near the other shore, like like a like a bathtub plug kind the of. The trees thing. are fake. The mice is fake. And now the stream is fake. It's just a big bathtub. Merce is trying to reach for it, but but she's stuck, so she can't reach it. And Dustin's like, "Oh no! In a couple of minutes, it'll be up to our chests. Then in twenty minutes, we'll die." And they see <sighs> the dark shadows behind them, and they turn and they see that these creatures are two enormous black. Cats with frightening yellow eyes. And the second thing when I think of Legend of the Lost Legend is these two giant black cats. When a black cat closes crosses my pace, when a black cat closes my pace, um, they, these cats start knocking over trees and they're coming towards them, coming towards them. And this whole sequence is so fucked up and weird and random and frightening. I, I don't, I don't know about this sequence. You guys. Yeah. At this point, the water's up to their shoulders and the cat, each cat, um, picks up either Justin, one cat p- picks up Justin, one cat picks up Marissa with their mouths and start sort of batting them around with their paws and treat, treating them like little toys. And they do this really painful thing that I've always remembered from this book is where they pick them up off the ground and throw them up in the air and let them land hard on the ground, pick them up again with their mouths, toss them in the air, and they slam down the ground over and over again. Yeah, he, Justin says, I landed hard on my back. Ow. And I'm like, shouldn't this really hurt? Yeah, shouldn't your asses be dead? And they're like bouncing them around and Marissa's like, what are they doing? And Justin says, I know what they're doing. They're playing with their food. And the cat ends up pulling him into his its mouth it's tongue rough and sharp like sandpaper licking his neck and Justin has an idea he's like if I can get to my backpack with the mice I can turn the mice on and distract the cat so they go after the mice and don't eat me alive and the, he gets spit out of the cat's mouth and like is rolling around on the ground and lands hard on his hands and knees that makes me feel a little better I can justify landing on your hands and knees but the elbows and knees I don't you've got to work for that I think yeah and he tries to open up the backpack, which, is, which, by the way, has fallen off of his, you know, like, shoulders or whatever. And the cat throws him into the air, and the, back, the backpack goes flying, and the cat catches him in the air with its mouth. And Justin starts to be swallowed, but in order to prevent being swallowed, he hangs onto the cat's eye teeth. Until the cat chomps down, ouch, and hurts his hands, and Justin goes sliding down his, the cat's rough tongue to its gurgling stomach. This was really intense and ridiculous, and, like, do cats not chew their food before they eat it? You know what I mean? I don't know literally anything about cats. Yeah, same and I would be awesome I, I'm, I'm about to sneeze just reading about this same. I, I literally took Claritin before we started recording because I knew we'd be talking about cats yeah I actually feel really sick right now and I'm gonna have to lay down because I'm so drowsy from all this Benadryl so the cat ends up before he gets swallowed ends up spitting Justin out on the ground and Justin sees that all the little mice are running around he thinks oh when, I, when my backpack fell it must have turned on all the mice or something legend of the lost legend so meanwhile Marissa's okay I guess and she she and Justin run through the trees past these like past the cats through the woods into a clearing where they're back to the cabin and they're like did we do it did we pass the survival test all that we needed to do was to survive mice and bats and two big cats and they enter the cabin they see Ivana slumped over the kitchen table her horned helmet on the table and Silver Dog sitting very sadly in the corner and they're like wait something is wrong and they go to run up closer to Ivana and they see what the deal is she has a giant key sticking out of her back so not only is the whole forest fake but Ivana's fake too because she has a metal key and Justin kind of winds it up and her head pops up for a second and then crunks back down and Silver Dog all of a sudden his ears perk up and he starts growling at at the door they're like oh no what is it and luca appears at the door roaring and hurtling towards them Arlstein says and he was like and then all of a sudden luca goes hey hey i'm not gonna hurt you and they're like what what you, you can talk and he was like yeah of course i can talk and, and then they he... starts peeling off strips of black fur huh he says he says, I'm happy to get this stuff off. It's so hot and itchy, especially when you're running around like a wild man in the forest. And they're all so confused. He's like, what, what are you talking about? What, what's going on? Ivana isn't real. He said, no, she isn't. I built her myself, just as I built all the creatures you found in my fantasy forest. <laughs> and Justin's like, why did you, why? He's he as a test. And so many people come to the forest. They come searching for all kinds of treasures, just as you two have. My family has lived in the forest for hundreds of years. It became our job to protect many of the treasures. And so we built a test forest to keep out those who were unworthy. And Marissa's like, you built the whole forest? He said, just the part that isn't real. Uh Mm Uh-huh. And Justin said, did we pass the test? and how how, did we pass it how do we pass the test and lucas says by discovering what was real and what wasn't by surviving and triumphing over the unreal ivana she is my best creation she keeps everyone from guessing that i am in charge here no one believes that a wild wolfman runs the fantasy forest it makes it so easy for me to watch everyone and see how they do on my test and now i shall give you the treasure you came for And he goes into the back room and returns with a small silver chest. Legend of Lucas' fantasy forest. And also, were the cats real then? No. It was all fake, yeah. All fake. And they're like, okay, that was Cool. cool. Thank you so much. And he was like, cool, cool, cool. Thanks for stopping by, you guys. Enjoy this treasure. Um, just so you know, um, Silver Dog's going to lead you back to your dad. But be careful. Um, there are many in this w- in the woods who want to steal your treasure. So look out for thieves because they will attack you. So um, just hurry up and get out of here before the sun goes down, okay? And they're like, okay, thanks, Luca. Love you, man. And so they start walking through the woods as the sun's going down. And they feel that, ch- they feel that chill of night coming on. And as they're walking through the woods following Silver Dog, they hear someone behind them and this is so ludicrous to me they hear somebody behind them and my instinct would be to run yeah or like to follow more closely behind silver dog but instead they they decide and they stop and silver dog like disappears out of their sight and they decide to go towards the sound to hide in some trees that look like they'd be a good hiding place Hoping that, that that person would just pass by pass by them. Hmm. But as they go to hide in those trees, Justin trips and the silver chest goes flying and a big burly man pops out of the trees and catches it. Oh, okay. But it turns out that big burly man is their dad. Oh my gosh, Zad. And they're so happy to see him. And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, wow, wow, wow. I've been searching for you. Oh, this tre- this chest is so beautiful, so beautiful." They kind of explain everything, but not really. And okay, they just it's time to open up this chest and take a look at the lost legend. And Matthew, tell me what's inside of the chest. They open up the chest, and inside is um a yellow egg. A yellow egg with um, brown speckles. This, This isn't it. This is definitely not it. So we have to go back to the cabin to return this egg treasure because this was not the treasure that we ordered. So they go back to the cabin and Luca says wait, you didn't come to the forest searching for the eternal egg of truth? And they're like, no, no, we're looking for the lost legend. And he's like, oh my gosh, you guys, I am so embarrassed. Okay, the legend, the lost legend. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, I don't have that. But I can tell you the people who have it, though, um, they've been wandering here in the forest for over 500 years. Just, just go past two streams, and then you'll come to a stone clearing, um, and it'll be there. Uh, they might not be friendly, though, um, but it's just like an hour walk or so, and uh, enjoy the ride. And they're like, "Oh, okay, cool, bye." And they walk for about what? an hour to this clearing where it's like the stone clearing where they see a bunch of tents made from animal skins and a bunch of wanderers and some scrawny dogs. And dad, the dad, like, calls over to the, like the people in the in the camp. And three not-so-nice-looking guys come towards them. They're all wearing brown robes. Two of them are bald. One has long, wavy white hair and a bushy mustache. Um, can I pause you for a second? Yes. Um, So you know how they, if, when these books were released in different countries, they have different book covers depending? And a yes. lot of times the the Japanese ones and the French ones are really terrifying. Yes. Well, the Legend of the Lost Legend um, cover is an old man with a white beard and braided sideburns holding a silver chest. <gasps> uh, interesting. Yeah. So it's like... Um, that wouldn't really make sense to anyone who's reading it until they got to this part, kind of the very end. And it's, to me, it's not really a book. If I were a little kid looking at a, bo- a series of books and I wanted to choose a book to read, I'm not sure I'd choose the one with the man with the old long white hair holding a silver chest. To be absolutely frank, even although I love this cover, it is, it is not the most appealing Goosebumps cover. No, it's not. It's like, um, we'll talk about this more in a second, but I feel like Legend of the Lost Legend is kind of a bridge between two really great ones yes i think that's very accurate it's also much more like fantasy adventure than scary yeah so anyway they come across these old white wanderers and dad's like hey i'm looking for the lost legend do you have it and they're like yes and they sort of go into a huddle whisper to themselves turn around their robes swirling and they hurry away from them but then they return the white haired man has the silver chest in his hands says do you want it and they're like yeah and so he gives them the chest. and cool. the wanderers hurry back to their tents and their whole camp and they dozens of these people pack everything up very quickly and they're gone within a matter of like two or three minutes. Yeah, so that doesn't that's not alarming at all. How strange! So the entire community of wanderers are completely gone, leaving Justin, Marissa, and their dad Richard standing there with the le- with the lost legend. So they, the three of them, walk back through the woods for a while until Justin stops and says, "Hey, wait! Where are we even going? Let's open the chest. What are we them waiting two for?" Two seconds to open the. Eternal egg of truth. Why are we waiting to open the Lost Legend? And dad's like, oh, yes, sure. We should open it. Sorry. I was just so shocked by everything. I wasn't thinking. So they stop. He unlashes the chest, finds a yellowed manuscript with tiny black writing all over. And they're like, Ooh, wow. wow. It really does look 500 years old. What does it say? What does it say? Oh, so my dad, God. You guys, we're going to find out what the Lost Legend is. So dad reads the first sentence out loud. And it says, whoever owns the Lost Legend will be lost forever. And they're like, what? And dad rereads and says, wait, huh? And they all kind of stop for a second and say, wait, wh- where are we? And they realize that they hadn't been paying attention to where they were going when they wandered away from the clearing. And it seems to me like they're, they're pretty lost. So let's read the first paragraph and last paragraph of this book. M. Justin Clark tugged his gloves over the sleeves of his heavy blue parka. Then he shielded his eyes with one hand and searched all around. I don't see Dad, he told his sister Marissa. Do you? Where are we, Dad repeated. We're lost, I whispered. Uh, so that's it you guys <laughs> of course there is no television episode for this book you just couldn't do it um, this one is definitely a clunker amidst a bunch of, you can see why it wasn't really reprinted or why like Ivana the Viking hasn't stayed in like Goosebumps lore like Slappy or even Curly or Cuddles or a Mud Monster or things like that were reprinted because um, it's just not the most appealing one um, but uh, it was fun to, to revisit and to get, to get lost with it And sure to and one that's kind of a real, real deep cut of a Goosebumps book. I probably won't be rereading it anytime Me soon. Me neither. If there's any of you guys who have read this book or knew this one or maybe it's even your favorite, please comment and tell us on our Instagrams or Twitters tell or us. you can email Take us. Take off your shirt and tell <laughs> us. You can email us at welcometodeadcast at gmail.com. My Instagram is Matthew underscore Scott underscore Montgomery and my Twitter, my Twitter is IRobotUJane. And both of mine are Danny mac 769 um coming up next episode it's really um my we go. my second favorite Goosebumps book oh bless yes. you yeah it is attack of the jack-o-lanterns Just, um, i cannot wait so for as short as this episode was this next one you guys is gonna it's going to be, gonna very, be long. yeah it's going to be full of tricks and treats a well, special halloween, halloween episode well, thank you for getting lost with us you guys and we will see you with a bunch of pumpkins next time if you dare